Welcome to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. The Limitless podcast was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community that show that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet. We are so thankful that you are joining us again this week. This week, we're talking about prosthetic eyes, and I am so excited to welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. Ginny, welcome back. Hi. 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 We've missed you. I know I've missed you all too. I feel like I haven't been here in a while, but I'm excited to be back. Well, I'm really grateful to you for joining us for this particular topic because I feel like it's kind of a personal private topic. (laughs) Um, So why don't you start by uh, reminding our listeners uh, (laughs) who you are and your level of vision and what, what your connection to prosthetic eyes is. Hi. So as Sean said, I'm Ginny. I am currently a university student and I have been blind since birth. And when I was around six months, um, I had one and part of my other eye removed and I have been wearing prosthetic eyes for the entirety of my life. Okay. So sometimes um, I just thought we could kind of start by talking about like reasons that you might need a prosthetic eye or eyes. And obviously I think people kind of think, oh, accident, like something happens to your eye and you lose it. And, but um, you didn't have an accident, correct? No. So my eye condition is called bilateral microphthalmia, which in simplest terms means both eyes um, were too small. So they just weren't fully developed. So my left one actually would come out of my socket. Like it was just too small for my head. And then similar to my right one, but it, my right one, I could see partially out of it at the time, only like shapes and colors, like nothing extensive. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another, so that's my reason. Some people are born with no eyes at all. They call Mm -hmm. that anopselmia. Some people might have a tumor Mm -hmm. um, as well. So it's in order to make sure that there's no more tumors, sometimes their eyes have to be removed and they will have prosthetic eyes. Um, Some people uh, might not need full prosthetic eyes. They just might need what's called a shell just over the eye. Um, Again, it it varies person to person. It's so individualized Mm -hmm. um, for reasons. And yes, sometimes it could be, you know, accidents and injury. But nowadays, that one isn't as common as people... Uh, think it to be I just I feel like that's like the first thing people think of and often that's not you know the only reason Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I've had friends who had um, retinoblastoma which is cancer of the eye who've had to have their eyes removed Um, 
And yeah, there's different eye conditions. I think this conversation is just going to be such a great resource to parents. And obviously, if you're in a situation where your child has to have an eye removed mm -hmm. for whatever reason, that's that's pretty traumatic. So I think, you know, learning all about prosthetic eyes in the process is really great. And or if your baby is born with underdeveloped eyes or no eyes, you know, this is going to be really fantastic. Yes. So thank you, yeah. Jenny. No, of course. Okay, so let's let's start with some of the misconceptions. Yeah. Like the fact that people think or refer to <laughs> prosthetic eyes as glass eyes. Like are we are we visualizing marbles here? Like <laughs> Yeah. So actually once they were actually glass eyes. So I guess okay. that's kind of where it where it uh comes from. Um and they're not actually round. It's so the top that people can see when they look into your eye might appear rounded because it's mm -hmm. rounded. But if you take the eye out, usually it's it's oval and it usually has a dip in the back because if you put something round in your eye, it's just going to roll in your socket. Like it actually has to, your sockets right. are kind of oval. They can be a little, they're not perfectly round, right? So it has to actually sit in there. Mm -hmm. But the top part of your eye that people look at you know, it's because there is like an iris painted, there's the pupil painted, so it can look rounded off the top. Right. Yeah. Like a like a like a typical eye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So can you explain what your prosthetic eyes are made of and like what is the process to Oh yeah. So like I said uh before, yes, at one point they were glass. Now it's like a hard acrylic material, I guess, that they use. And they also use, like, special kind of paint. And it's a very intricate technique because they're actually painting the iris and the pupil and um, matching the eye color as close to your original eye as they can or you want. Um, not to say that you can't ask for a different color. I know people who have done that. Mm -hmm. um but it is quite quite an intricate it's even like a, like it's almost like an art yeah that's um, how i i think of it too like an yeah. artist draws your yeah. eyes to the point that they look real right like yeah they yeah so they have um they kind of like do that part um and then the person who makes them is called an ocularist um and then they're also polished and you should keep up the polish regularly. So you just go in, there's a machine that they use to just kind of polish it up. Um, I feel like I haven't even seen all of their equipment and machines. I feel like that would be really cool to, to look at. But in terms of how they're sort of made according to your eye socket, because everyone has different eye sizes, eye shapes, Mm -hmm. What they do is they put this mold in your eye. So they take this mold, they put it in your eye, and then there's these two kind of sticks, tubes that kind of poke out of your eye. It kind of looks really funny. And then they fill those molds with, like, medical-grade, like, wax or clay or something like that to kind of, like, get the exact impression and shape and size of your eye. Um, so you kind of sit there, you know, for a bit um, as they're getting the molds. 
And then once those molds are done, they can make the eyes uh, based off of th those. You don't have to go under any real like anesthetic major, yeah anesthetic like they gave they can give you numbing drops just because they're sticking like a mold in your eye mm -hmm. um but that's about it it's actually quite it's quite fascinating to be honest so it probably takes a few appointments to have your eyes made like do you are, do you have to go back a few different times to like test them out or you know they do the molds and then they go away yeah make them so it's all individual and what people don't like and want. And yeah, so obviously when, when I go in to get the molds, I'm not getting the eyes the same day. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I come back and they be like, look, look, we made your eyes. And then you try them on and then you're kind of like, how does it, how did they feel? Sometimes they feel different compared to your old ones because they might be taking up more space. Um, sometimes they might the top might be too rounded. So some people think they, you know, protrude too much. Um, and then they'll kind of look at how they're sitting, how you think they're sitting. If there's any adjustments to be made, they can do that. Depending on the adjustment, you might, you know, they might be able to just do it there mm -hmm. or you wouldn't have to come back. And that's really all there is to it. So are you bringing somebody sighted with you that you trust to say, yeah, they look good? Yeah, they they match their, I don't know. Or do you just trust the professionals that uh, like that they, I they feel look like good? I should trust the professionals <laughs> who have been doing this for a long time, especially. I feel like they should and probably are used to kind of doing that description because mm -hmm. a lot of their patients, I mean, actually all of them at that point probably can't really see much right. or at all. Yeah. Um, yes, though, I do usually have my mom with me um, because she, you know, has been with me through the start. And she was like, when I was a baby, she was the one kind of, you know, going through that process. Um, yeah. So I've heard that for the first two years of your life, you don't actually get prosthetic eyes. You get conformers because you're growing so much and they're really quite expensive. Do you remember? I, like, I think until you're two, it's like every... I, uh, few months you have to get these new conformers i honestly have no memory of that but i have heard that they'll do this implant this ocular implant mm. in your eye um and then they kind of you know have to leave that in there until either your eye is kind of ready because mm -hmm. once it's removed you can't just go in and put in um a prosthetic eye so they put in this implant thing they kind of cushion it um and it's in your eye and sometimes the prosthetic eye can go over top of that um and then i think that that stays in there as your sockets are changing and mm. kind of molding because once it's removed they're not going to look like what they will typically look like unfortunately i like i don't know fortunately i guess too i was quite young when it happened so when i like when I start remembering my memories from a child, I always had prosthetic eyes. Okay. But even though I had prosthetic eyes, I still had to get new ones made way more often. Right. Because even as a kid, after that initial stage, you're still growing a fair bit. Mm -hmm. So they'd get like too small from my head. Um, 
and then you, you know, I had to get new ones. Now that I'm an adult, I, so the last time I got new eyes, I want to say it was 2014, 2016. I think I got some additions made in 2017. So sometimes they can just, you know, if this, something's not fitting right or if additions mm-hmm. just need to be made, they can do that. But yeah, when you're an adult, you don't have to get new ones as often. Right. Um, I think I should probably get a new set soon. Um, or at least take them in for a polish. Um, because, you know, since they are sitting in your eye socket, the, you know, the moisture, the, the body oils, like, mm-hmm. degrading, like, happens after a long period of time. They are quite durable, but I should go in soon. But yes, as a kid, like, I was in there pretty often. So you mentioned color, and I have a friend who, I don't know if she still has a set of blue eyes and a set of brown eyes, and she would just kind of, you know, switch them out whenever, for whatever reason. Uh, Have you ever gone for an unconventional color or something different, or do you try to match to your family? Like, how how do you handle the color thing? Yeah, so it is cool. So you can do different colors. Um, you can customize them. Um, but when I was born, I guess, which makes sense, my mom kept it close to her own eye color. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm also South Asian and my skin color, I can't customize as much as mm. uh, someone else. <laughs> because me with blue eyes, just it's might look fun, but it just wouldn't work, um, I guess, as well for me. Um, I guess the only kind of things I could switch with would be brown or green eyes, maybe. Because I think that some South Asian people can be born with green eyes. Not saying that I couldn't have blue eyes. It just wouldn't feel like uh, me, for me. So, yeah, yeah, I have less kind of wiggle room, in my opinion. You can kind of, of course, play with the brown, right, to to Mm -hmm. match it. Um, I've always kind of wondered what my real eye color was, but when I ask people, I like it, it was it was brown, like ours, obviously. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, but I want to know more about that because even though I don't remember it, it still feels like a part of me is kind of not there. Mm. So it's like I'm kind of missing a part, but then at the same time, these are a part of me. Mm-hmm. So it is quite interesting about like color or like what they look like. Um, I did mention that I had part of one I removed. Um, so on the right, I still have like half of my real eye underneath. Um, and I can't see anything out of it now, so it's not really that useful. But it's obviously because it's been damaged. It's it doesn't have like the proper coloration right um, for it. But yes, you can definitely customize like your eyes. Uh, some people will be like, you know, no, I, even though I had brown eyes, I want blue eyes because this is a new chapter, new thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, some people want to stick as close. And yes, some people get two sets of eyes as well in mm-hmm. case you lose them or drop them, which we'll get to <laughs> shortly. Um, but yes. yes, yeah. Well, imagine if you were to pick a color like blue and and you don't see that in your culture, then it also, it just notifies everyone that your eyes are probably not real. 
eyes. Exactly. It kind of isolates you. And that's also what I didn't want. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just mm-hmm. all depends on what you want, right? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people also think that prosthetic eyes are just so that you can look, quote, normal. Mm. They're actually not. Um, if you don't wear them, you can get, you would have to wear sunglasses all the time because you would get dust in your socket. Right. Um, your sockets would not be able to hold themselves open because there's nothing there keeping mm-hmm. them open. Um, so actually, the need for a prosthetic eye is more medical than um, cosmetic. Interesting. Cosmetic. Yeah. Which I feel like people don't often mm-hmm. um, understand. Yeah. Uh, um, and also, like at one point, my right eye had a clear spot over it. So, so instead of sorry, my right dad, my right eye had like a clear spot over it. So because I had the partial eye underneath and I could see they didn't paint like a pupil. They just left it so I could see through it. But yes, a lot of people would comment on that and say, why is your right eye like that? And Mm. like, because I can still see. Now that I can't see out of it, they're both just brown and painted Mm. that way. But yeah, that's how that part works as well. Oh, that'd be a tough for me. It would be like having to choose between um, your eye looking different but being able to see a little versus your eye looking just like the other one but not being able to see (laughs) like that feels like a tough choice I mean I was a kid so I'm lucky that I never myself had to make that choice Mm -hmm. um but yeah so but I stopped really seeing out of that eye in grade like when I was seven so grade two so after that it was just they did kind of still leave it clear for a while, I think, because they still had the similar sets mm-hmm. and stuff. But eventually, they're like, "Do you can you still see out of that one?" I'm like, "No." And they're like, "Okay, we'll just uh, we'll just kind of make it similar to the other one then." What kind of comments have you gotten on your eyes? Like, can do you think people can tell their prosthetic eyes? A lot of people can't. Some people are like, "Oh, I figured," because they don't move as much. Mm. Usually, I have to tell people that they're that they're prosthetic eyes. Yeah, yeah. My friend too. I would hear, you know, people would say, "Oh, you have beautiful eyes," <laughs> and then I'd be like, "Thank you," but they're not mine, and they're not real. And yeah. then they'd be like, "What?" And then I'd be like, "They're prosthetic. Want to see?" And they'd either go yes or they'd go no. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yes, that's usually how it works. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about taking out the eyes. Like, is do you take them out to sleep? Do you, I I know you have to take them out to clean them. Do you take them out to show people? Like, what, how often do they come in and out? So I don't take them out when I sleep because I don't know, it's weird for me. Why would I tear? I don't know. Mm -hmm. This is, that's a thing. Uh, To clean them, yes. Um, You know, I take them out. Um, if I have, you know, maybe a sore eye socket or there's yeah. pressure, um, I can take them out for the night if I want to. Sometimes if I have a migraine, and yeah. you know how you have like pressure behind the eyes, um, I just take them out and put them back in the morning. Um, sometimes I have gone to school without my eyes. That's <laughs> it's um, on purpose or by accident. <laughs> On purpose, because my eye sockets hurt. Honestly, they just look like your eyes are closed because they can't hold themselves open. Mm. So it just looks like right. you have closed eyes. Okay. So no one can see unless I, I kind of pry it open. Yeah, yeah. But 
yeah, like sometimes I'm like, you know, it's a no eye day. It's not comfortable for me. And I feel like, yes, a lot of people have been like, don't do that. Like, why would you do that? But at the same time, like, you know, there are probably some people with that disability as well who just don't have the eyes. Like, it's a mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It's a natural thing. Um, To take them out, it's kind of my favorite party trick um, <laughs> to do or to, like, watch people's reaction. On one hand, it's funny, of course. But on the other hand, like, I feel like there's this societal stigma and, like, sadness because a lot of people are grossed out by it, which I get. It's eyes. It's, it's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like I wish there was more education and comfort around it. Of course, like, you know... Yeah, we sh- like we should be cautious of that. But, um, like I know some people, like I had like popped them out. I think I was at I don't know where I was. I had popped them out, but they were they were like, like upset about it and didn't want to sit with me for meals. And I was like, okay, like that I feel like is an overreaction. I understand that people like I don't want to see that. Um, of course I'll respect that, but then I feel like there's some bodies are different. We unfortunately might have to see that somewhere. I just hate always having to feel like I have to pop them out privately right? or like not in public because I mean, of course I'm not going to just pop them out, but if I ever want to take them out, I don't want to have to feel that way about it Mm -hmm. because, and it's hard because I get both sides of it, right? And then, of course, there's the joking around, like, oh, it'd be cool to go trick-or-treat and, you know, pop them out. Because it is <laughs> funny, on one hand, to see those reactions. So it's it's a double-edged sword, right, of of how people react. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a double-edged sword of, it's also funny, but it's also, like, hard when people react that way. But I also understand why they react that way. So there's just so many mixed emotions, and especially, like, that situation where like people didn't want to sit with me or like someone had to be like yeah like it was like people don't want to really see that like it's like well it's yes i understand that people don't want to see that and i can be mindful of that but also like why should we have to worry about that so Mm -hmm. it's it's hard yeah yeah i think people are scared of what they don't understand or know but of course and it's eyeballs right like it's not it's, typical it's not typical. Thing. It's not something you come across very often. Um, yeah. When you're when you're in the blind community, it becomes quite normalized. I feel like you know I've I've known quite a few people with prosthetic eyes over the years, and and heard lots of jokes and funny stories, which we'll get into. I'm just curious: um, is it easy to tell the left from the right? Do you ever get them mixed up? Oh yes. Um, they'll put like um, different notches in the top. Or if you can, if, you know, you're you're a kid, sometimes to put, like, a white dot or a red dot right at the top. Like, you, no one else sees it. It's, you know, mm-hmm. in your socket. Mm-hmm. But also, my right and my left feel different because I have, on my right one, has right. I still have the partial. So the oval is much smaller, whereas the oval on the left is much bigger to kind of go around the socket. And it, it's also just different shaped. Um, but yes, usually like there's like little notches on the top mm-hmm. and that's also so you know which way it can go. But I also know which way is up because of the shape. Okay. And 
like when I have a friend who has the contact over one eye because the eye is not, um, just doesn't look the same as the other eye. And I, I know when he first got it, it was really uncomfortable. Are your eyes, when you get new eyes, is it uncomfortable? Does it take a while before you sort of don't know they're there anymore? Yes. Yeah. Because they're like, if they're always like breaking hard in acry- shoes. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Even though they're hard acrylic, like, um, be, so let's say your eye, especially as a kid, if your eye sockets have are bigger, you're like, whoa, that's such a change. Um, as an adult, depends how much, how rounded you want them at the top for them to protrude more out of your eye socket. Sometimes they become more heavy. Mm. Um, it's it is quite like you know, a breaking in. Mm-hmm. shoes or things like that and then sometimes i'll keep the previous set in case something happens to the new one and then sometimes i'll interchange the previous set and the new one so i can get used to the new set of eyes right yeah so maybe yeah. not wear them all day or you know work up to being able to wear them all day or yes exactly okay well here's another this i i think i know the answer to this but i feel like people probably are curious um so do you still produce tears yes uh, because um the tear ducts aren't related to the um eye itself right like they're mm-hmm. on the outside of your right they're kind of more in your socket in your skin and in your socket so yes i still still produce tears let's talk about some funny stories so <laughs> Um, I have a friend who, uh, my favorite, my favorite story is she was in a bar, she was in the bathroom, she was in the, in the stall and she popped her eye out to, to clean it and dropped it on the floor. And so of course can't see. Um, and so somebody came in to the bar, (laughs) to the bathroom and she said, you'll probably never hear this again in your life, but could you help me find my eye? (laughs) I just think that's so funny. Yeah. Um, so have you had situations like that? So many. As a kid, especially because as they were growing, sometimes they just fall out of my sockets uh, mm. as I was walking down the hallway and everyone would just kind of... <laughs> Jenny um, dropped her eye again. <laughs> everyone scramble. Don't step on it. <laughs> it would honestly just kind of... So I would be walking and it'd fall out and it bounce like it would make like a, it would go bounce mm-hmm. bounce 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 like it would fall <laughs> would roll across the hallway um happened to uh, a few times and the first time people saw it they were quite dismayed um <laughs> i remember when i was a kid too i couldn't put them in and out myself mm. so i like went to the office and i had them in my hand curled up in a fist and i was like can i call home and the secretary was like yeah can i ask what's wrong i just kind of held <laughs> <laughs> out my hands and they were on my palm and she's like right away of course you can <laughs> i yeah definitely um school days are the most memorable sometimes the eye gets twisted or goes sideways and then mm. people also kind of were like whoa what just happened um so that happened um i feel like as i'm now that i'm as older and they're not as um what's the word uh they don't get you know they fit better they 
fit better. They don't pop out as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've had instances where I'm holding them and they fall in and bounced across the floor. Um, oh, one time I've, you know, dropped it on the sand by accident oh, at a no. beach. Yeah, had to clean it really well after that. Um, but yeah, a lot of most of my stories are from when I um, was younger. Sometimes there are purposeful funny stories. Like I've had, you know, I've put my eyes like on the table if someone's like, can you keep an eye out for this? So I've like <laughs> taken them out and just sort of <laughs> placed them there. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, just because I feel like it's, you know, mm-hmm. funny. I've sometimes rolled them and, you know, how, like, the two dice, if you get two <laughs> ones, it's snake eyes. Yeah. So I say I've got Virginia eyes. Like, I've done purposeful <laughs> stuff as well, um, of course. Uh, it's just, it's, it is sometimes funny to see reactions, of course. Um, yeah. I, I've also heard from a parent of a child with prosthetic eyes that he would, for April Fool's, put them on his brother's breakfast plate. Oh, <laughs> I love Just with the eggs. There's the eyes as well. <laughs> There's the eyes as well. Right? Like, I've always wanted to do that during Halloween. Is um, I never got to. Again, I don't want to, like, upset anyone, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like, again, it's mixed emotions, but for me, it's, like, if I'm not, if it's not funny, like, yeah, then it, I don't want it to be traumatizing, but I kind of want to go trick or treat and then, like, pop them out. <laughs> um, I haven't done that yet. I have, don't know if I will. Have but. you ever not been able to find your eyes? Like, drop yes. them at home and can't find them? Yes. And mm. then I have to scramble around on the floor. Or um, if I, if, you know, dropped it, if I'm taking it out somewhere else, then I've had to have someone help me find it mm-hmm. as well. Um, so it's definitely interesting. I'm really surprised that I haven't dropped them down the sink when I wash them. Yeah. Um, which I'm really surprised about. But I guess I'm just, like, super cautious of that and careful of that. Um sometimes if I've left them out, if I've cleaned them and I've just like left them out on paper towel or if I've left them out for the night and I forget that I have because I'm just so used to it and someone comes over or <laughs> they go into the bathroom. Right. You sometimes they're like, have a little moment <laughs> because they don't really know or remember. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's, there's that as well. Uh, um, I just love the, can you keep an eye on it for me? I just love that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Or like some people find it fascinating that they're like, I don't really want to touch it. It's going to be gushy. And I'm like, it's not. It's fake. Yeah. Um, but they're like, but it's an eye and it's warm because it's been in your head. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. It's just so <laughs> funny to see people be like, it's warm. And I'm like, yeah, it was, it was in my head. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, they're not actually... Like, people usually imagine them, you know, what if they're covered in slime? They're usually mm. not, because, like, you know, they're, they're acrylic and my eye sockets are pretty dry. So, mm. yeah, it's quite it's quite funny. I think one time, it's funny, uh, we were heading back from Camp Wombay and I took them out on the bus. <laughs> and I was, you know, just, I don't know, I was, we were just kind of fooling around, some of us. And I dropped it down the bus aisle, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Yeah, so we picked it up, and I think the program coordinator at the time was like, 
All right, can everyone please listen and can we please keep our eyes in our head? And then she goes, I never thought I'd have to say that. And then I remember and I'm like, yeah, I guess that, you know, should have been in the job description that you might have to say that phrase. But I remember it was quite funny. So if you do drop it like on the sand or in like, you're not, you wouldn't necessarily always be in a situation where you can clean it and pop it back in. Like... So I just keep it in my pocket okay. or wrap it yeah. up in paper towel and then wash right. it somewhere mm. so how do you feel about having prosthetic eyes um like i said before as well there are a lot of mixed emotions um and i don't you know people are going to react the way they need to but i think a lot of that determines how i feel um just because for me since i've had them all my life they are pretty much a part of me. Like, I know no different. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, what's the big, not what's the big deal, but it's like, this is just me. This isn't like normal. This is how, yeah. how things are. Like, like how people have prosthetic legs, how people have prosthetic arms. I feel like eyes are just somehow seen as like, oh, you're not supposed to notice it. You're not mm -hmm. supposed to take them out. Whereas a prosthetic arm, it's like, right, oh, more like obvious. This. Yeah. So it's 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 hard sometimes that way and just how sometimes people don't want to be near me. Um, that one is especially hard. You know, it's interesting that it's kind of like blindness, right? It's like not being able to see can be annoying sometimes, but what's actually hard is when people treat you differently because you can't see. Yes, and it sounds exactly. like the same, like not having, having prosthetic eyes is, yeah. You know, like it. I prefer to have typical ones, probably, but whatever. Like used to it. I actually don't. Now no? that I've heard stories about how <laughs> people are like, "Oh, like you're so lucky because, like, they when they get shampoo in their eyes, it stings." Ah, uh, okay. For me, it's less. It's just on top of my yeah. my prosthetics, or when I get makeup on them, I can just wash it off. Right. So there are some pros actually yeah 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 so, so okay so having the prosthetic eyes is, is not a big deal it's only when people react to you like you're some freak or something or you know yeah i think it's kind of cool when people are fascinated because it makes me special and individual mm -hmm. yeah is there anything else you want to say about this topic uh, no, i think we've covered pretty much all the things that i would cover as well but yeah, honestly, I guess if you're new to wearing prosthetic eyes or if you ever have to get them, like, I just, I want people to not feel ashamed. Of course, there's an adjustment process and there's a grieving process depending on at what point of your life you're receiving them in. But it's honestly just they become a part of you and it's just... It's just like anything else. It takes time and it's not, you know, it's not all hard and bad and what people make it out to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking about um, the profession of making oh, yeah. prosthetic eyes. Like it mustn't be, there can't be a ton of people. Like, is there like one person in British Columbia that does this? Do you I know? don't think. I don't think there's one and I don't, I think there's multiple. I, I'm not too certain, but what I do know 
is that all me and my friends that all have prosthetic eyes, we do see one, like we, we all see the same people in right. Burnaby. Okay. Um, so that's quite yeah funny, but that's probably because it's lower mainland here. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm like, who, who decides that's what they want to be when they grow up is the person that makes the, you know, it's like a, a, a really cool combination of science and art. And I don't know. It's just exactly. Really I yeah. feel like it would be, it would be cool to hear about that. Also to hear about schooling and stuff for that. Like, what do you have to learn? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is quite interesting. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jenny. I really appreciate you educating me and our listeners and i think this is yeah so fascinating and just appreciate your openness and willingness to share something that is private and personal so thank you yeah thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about it i feel like sometimes it's 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 a little weird to talk like people think it's taboo to talk about yeah that's exactly why i wanted to talk i wanted to demystify yeah. prosthetic eyes for people i think that this will be uh, a resource that we can keep for a long time and you know maybe even have it on our website <laughs> i think <laughs> it's timeless and it's it's important you've been listening to limitless the blind beginnings podcast if you have a question a comment a future topic request please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca please share our podcast like subscribe leave us a rating and join us next time This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted, along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca and also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next time.